grandparents. At Vanguard, you're more than just a grandparent. You're the family historians. You fill your closets with heirlooms, family photos, and letters from long ago. You're always planning the next family reunion, even at the reunion. Because for you, time well spent is time spent on them. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Because the future you're building is bigger than yourself. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation, distributor. Parent, volunteer, employee. With your different roles and busy schedule, how can you find time to complete the degree you once started? Cornerstone University's programs are designed for busy adults like you. Take one course at a time, back-to-back to to move through your degree quickly. Attend through an on-campus, live stream, or 100% online format, whichever works best for you. If you're ready to go further in your goals, we're here to make it possible. Achieve without ceasing. Learn more at adults.cornerstone.edu. Today on the Zavecast, I've been saying it for years, and finally, Sean McVay is doing it. Not playing your starters at all in August. We've got Notorious J.A.Y. as our special guest. We'll talk Odell Beckham Jr. signing, the Madden tournament in Jacksonville. All that plus FTG, and you can't wrap dead fish in a website. You got 40 minutes to kill, then buckle up and let's go. Tuesday, August 28th, 2018. Thank you for downloading. So it begins. Finally, a coach has said plainly and emphatically, I'm not playing my starters in August. What are you, crazy? Sean McVay, the rookie coach last year. The rookie Was he coach of the year last year? If not, he should have been. I could look that up. It doesn't matter. Basically was in the NFC. First year coach. Youngest coach in the in the league takes the L.A. Rams from the sad sack existence they were under Jeff Fisher, one of the most perennially overrated coaches, and he takes them to a division title and a playoff appearance. Basically, Sean McVay said getting to the start of the season healthy is the most important thing. He knows who his starters basically are going to be. He pretty much has thumbed his nose at the notion of, well, you got to play him a little bit of the time to get him ready. I love it. I love it. This could be the start of a trend. Start of a trend that is long overdue in the NFL. Meanwhile, Odell Beckham Jr. got his new contract from the New York Giants. And let me just say, as a Redskin fan, I love it. This guy with that pile of money, $65 million guaranteed, This guy's going to be something. Think of the boat parties he's going to have now with that kind of money. Uh, He drops too many passes for me to be an elite wide receiver. I know his numbers say that he is, but I don't like the drops. He is obsessed with himself, and he is obsessed with the -the off-the-field aspects of being a celebrity NFL star. He's emotionally immature. He's coming off a major ankle injury, and he's got an aging, overrated quarterback in Eli Manning throwing it to him. I love this. I love exactly everything the Giants have done in this offseason. They pass on taking a quarterback when they get the luck. I mean, just the luck of, hey, guess what? You had a really shitty season in a year in which there's 
a good chunk, a good handful, a meaty handful of quarterbacks that you could pick from. And you're going to pass on them because you'd find it insulting to 37-year-old derp face Eli Manning? Okay, then. They draft a running back in Saquon Barkley, who may be great, looks like a stud, but running backs, taking that high, dicey. And now they're pouring all this money into a diva wide receiver. I love it. I think the Giants are doing it 1,000% wrong, and I look forward to it blowing up in their face. If it does. More on this with our friend Jay in just a moment. On the new tackling rules in the NFL, it dawned on me that I'm like, I swear I saw a skit somewhere about this on Saturday Night Live or somewhere else, and I couldn't quite peg it, and then I'm like, ah, yes. Woody Harrelson, SNL, halftime speech. Uh, This was from from November of 2014. Here you go. Get in here, guys. Now, take a seat. We can win this. Where's the defense? Y'all can't tackle anybody. It's just coach. It's harder to tackle with the new rules. Oh, the new league-wide concussion rules. That's your excuse. Do we need to go over this again? Okay, fine. Crandall. Come on, get up here. Now, what is so hard about this? It's the same tackle you fellas have always done. It's just a little safer on the noggin. You see your man, right? That's your target. Okay, so we want to plant. Arch that back. Shoulders over feet, guys. Then engage. That brings him up. Then as he goes down, you cup the nape of the nape. (laughs) Supporting him and lower him gently to the turf. Like a prince putting his princess to bed. Back of the head. Put your princess to bed! Now as he's going down, you're going to want to check in with him. Crandall, are you feeling supported? I feel safe, coach. Okay, good. Now that he's on the ground, you assess his cognitive awareness. Does everybody have their pin lights? Yes, sir! Okay, check their eyes. Remember, if the pupils dilate... You did great! Okay, now can you do that? Yeah. Can you do it? Yeah! Can you do it cautiously and without intent to harm? Yeah! All right, then. And to help, I brought the best guest here. I mean, this was 2014. 2014, and look where we are now. Wonder if SNL will be doing more of these this year. One more thing before we get to Jayco. Uh, Tiger versus Phil is on. I was skeptical that this thing was going to happen, but it now has a date. It's the Friday after Thanksgiving. It's at Shadow Creek, and it's going to be pay-per-view on Turner, TBS, or, well, not TBS, it's pay-per-view, but... Turner bought the rights, and they're going to make it a pay-per-view. The price, I guess, was reported, maybe not officially, or at least it leaked out, $25 for the Tiger versus Phil match. I said initially, I said, this is an unseemly money grab, and I thought it diminished the stature of both Tiger and Phil. And then I was sent 
uh, then when we were in Scotland, not that I was sent, but uh, when Scotland, so one of our guys in some clubhouse somewhere, it might have been in St. Andrews, might have been at the Old Course Hotel, might have been at a bar we were at, I don't know where it was, saw a picture uh, and took a photo of it and sent it to all the guys in the group. It's a picture of Arnold Palmer holding aloft a check, a check after for winning a single match, an exhibition match, against Gary Player at the old course prior to Gary, uh, Arnold Palmer going on to win the Open Championship in 1960, what year was it? Doesn't say. I'm, I'm guessing it's the 60s. It's a black and white photo. It's a very young Arnold Palmer. And he beat Gary Player in an exhibition match prior to the Open. He went on down to Birkdale, which is in England, to win the Open that year. So they stopped by the old course in St. Andrews, traveled further south to play the Open Championship. Uh, he did win the Open. Uh, he won 1,250 pounds for winning the Open. So for beating a field of 156-odd guys, he won $1,250. Oh, yeah, what was the uh, prize for beating Gary Player and Gary Player alone? $20,000. Even accounting for the exchange rate between dollars and pounds, that's remarkable. You're talking at least 10x, if not more, in a single exhibition. So if you think about it, this Tiger Phil thing, A, it's nothing new, and B, the $9 million to the winner is not really out of line with the payday that once existed in the world of golf. So shut my mouth. I guess I'm going to have to uh, amend my opinion. I don't want to be stuck on stupid. I don't want to be stuck on a wrong opinion. If, if, if I'm wrong on something, I'll say, uh, you know what? I think I'm wrong. And I think I was wrong on that. All right, let's pick up the phone and call our friend Jay. Hello, Zabin. The notorious J-A-Y is in the house. Hello, Jay. Hello, Kazabin. How you doing? How's your workout, dude? Did you crush some weights there? Was it leg day? Was it back day? What did you have? Uh, Pull-up day. Oh, very good. How many did you manage? Uh, 100. Nice. But that sets of of 10. Okay. And that's all you do at the gym is pull-ups? And Well, pull-ups and cardio. Ah, very nice. How long have you been working out? You lift, bro? Do you even lift, bro? (laughs) I lift, bro, yes. (laughs) Uh, Jay is coming to us tonight from outdoors on the back stoop of his palatial estate. You can hear. Put the phone up so people can hear the cicadas in the background. I'm on the deck. I wonder if they can hear this. Can they hear this? (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Put it up. Uh, I kind of... no, yeah. I kind of heard it. I kind of heard it. Are, are, do we have the late summer bugs going, the late summer cicadas? Yeah, we have no, a lot of crickets. No, I don't think those are crickets. I think those are cicadas. But what do I know? It's a hot, it's a hot, it's, hot it's, it's August a, day a in Baltimore. Humid. It's a little humid, yes. God, I'll tell you what. Do you ever get tired of hot summer nights? Nope, because you they don't. turn into cold winter mornings. <laughs> and you'd rather have the hot than the uh, than the cold. Amen. Wait a minute. Can I ask a question quickly? How were you back from Ireland or Scotland? Which Scotland. Did you go? How Scotland. Scotland? It Give was thirty seconds. Fucking phenomenal. It was so good that it 
pains me to be back right now. There is big trip letdown withdrawal going on. If you ever take a big trip to do anything, whether it's with your wife or your girlfriend or with a group or with golf buddies, you know how you get back to back to reality and it's the same old shit and the same old commute and everything else. And you're just like, God, I I just wish I was still on vacation. So my next question, would you do it again? I guess you answered it. Oh, no, I've already, no, I'm already, I'm already going to get 2020 lined up. I'm going to try to go every two years. Okay. Because why not, right? Well, well, really? Do you have the money? Do you have the time? Does your wife say you can? Uh, yes. No. Who cares? Fuck it. Uh huh. What, what? Any other questions? Like, this is my life, Jay. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. I gotta go on these trips. Oh God! Don't be so morbid. We're all gonna. You could die. be. You could be the new host of uh, Get Up. Okay. Show. And why don't we begin with that, Jay? Weigh in on the Friday night news dump by ESPN on multiple fronts. Beetle, gone. Jamel Hill, gone. And get up shortened to two hours starting at 8 a.m., which I think kind of negates the point of the name of the show. Right? <laughs> that, that show, you know, every time it's a new show, I always ask the question, what's, what's the reason? Nobody was asking for that morning show. It's like no. it's almost it's almost as bad as you know CBS has that show with all women. We have to talk. Nobody oh. was asking for that show, and nobody was asking for an ESPN morning show. And by the way, they were paying Beetle five million dollars dollars, and I like Beetle, but there was no way I would pay five million dollars for a morning show that's going to take. It had the SS Greenberg, which is a it's an anchor around its neck. There was no way that show was going to. There was no way that show was going to go anywhere. You know how Beetle ended up saying yes to the project. Basically, John I, Skipper, cokehead that he is, kept asking her and kept allegedly. raising the price. Not allegedly on the cocaine. I know. I know. I'd be funny. Not allegedly. No, he uh, he kept asking Beetle. It was like we need Beetle. Beetle has never moved the needle. Pardon the rhyme. I like her though. You like woke I, Beetle, or do you like no, original Beetle? I like original Beetle. I thought she was sassy, cute. Well, she's too you woke know. now. I know you're woke too, but but Beetle of now is just her comments about I'm not watching football because I quote feel marginalized. Get the fuck out of here with that. That's just stupid. Well, nobody wants to hear that, whether you feel the- marginalized or not. Like, why do you care that Urban Meyer? is a flat-ass liar and, and sleazy as any coach out there. You're going to really not watch any college football? Why don't you watch the college football games and programs that you respect, if there are any? I mean, and nobody wants to, I mean, you know, nobody wants to hear political views on a morning show talking sports at 8 o'clock. Right. Wait, nobody wants. Nobody wants to hear anybody talk about sports at eight o'clock. Just give me the highlights. Which, what's, what's, <laughs> which they're going to do? Which they're going to do Good. now from seven a to eight a. They're going to do the show Jay called Sports Center, where I've, it's literally all highlights from the games the day and the night before. Weird. Oh, that is just a new concept. I hope it works. <laughs> I hope it catches on. Yeah, and then your girl Jamel Hill. I know you like Jamel. Mutual agreement to part ways. Your thoughts on the ill-fated SC6 as, I guess, Michael Smith 
is still on the payroll. Michael doing Smith. I heard something. Michael Smith. No, Michael Smith. I heard him on a podcast with Jim Miller, the guy who wrote the book. These guys have all the fun. Yes, uh, he is now going to be hosting sports uh, sports center by himself. I can't remember what time it was. Oh boy! But uh, yeah, he's still on the oh, and boy. Jamel, and Jamel did one too, and I think they did it like six months ago. And she was talking about her departure then. So yeah. this has been in the works. Is she a dime, by the way? In your opinion? No, you like her, not a dime, but no, she's all right. Not a dime. She's all right. She's, she's all right. right. Okay, Michigan she, State girl. You, you're not a fan. Ah, you know. Was there ever big? I, I never really sensed that she loved sports. I never sensed that she was raw, raw. I mean, she was raw, raw about Michigan State, but We're also not raw, raw about sports. Yeah. Well, no, you know, you're right. I think you're right. And 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 obviously, you know, the Trump comments that sort of put her in a whole new realm. Now, not necessarily bad for her career if she wants her career to be something other than just sports. If she wants to do. Uh, political commentary and, and stuff like that. I did read some people saying, oh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would love to have her on TV doing politics. And I'm thinking, but you watch any cable show, there's a lot of her already out there as a product. Is there's it there? nothing There's nothing special about the Jamel Hill plate that you can't get anywhere else. Exactly. Not right. right. Not when you take her out of the sports realm is, I right. guess, my point. But... Anyway, it just. I mean, I guess it, she was a, she was she was a good writer for the undefeated. I guess the website, yeah. which again nobody asked for that one either. But yeah, I mean, don't get me started on that. <laughs> Can I please put a quarter in your jukebox please. on no, the undefeated? I mean, Go ahead, give me thoughts on undefeated. The if undefeated. you've read the undefeated, uh, was there ever a? Did anybody go? We need more articles about black sports life. Nobody was asking for that. Do you remember Whitlock's manifesto on what it was supposed to be? Because he was the guy who started it. I do. But they, they wanted to be the Black Grant one. Right. But, and and now and now Whitlock, who you uh, don't think very highly of, has seemingly, okay. has seemingly decided to flip from heel to face or face to heel in wrestling terms and start working the other side of the street. Some he went from face to heel. That's okay. what he went to. All right. But, I, I mean, it's not like there are – nobody said, wow, black athletes are misrepresented. We need to have – no, that's, that's the, this is not 1964. He wanted this it to the, be the number one interse- the number one site that explored the intersection of race and sports and pop culture. That's well, what he said. It's, it's not – well, if you, I mean, if you want to find out which historically black college is playing this week, you can go there for that, but – yeah. Do we really die? Really don't care. Sorry. All right. Well, anyway, call me crazy. Call me crazy. Uh, you know, you know who is the rising dime over there at uh, ESPN? Laura Rutledge. Have you seen Laura the Rutledge? Blonde, the blonde Ye- chick. Yeah. Yeah. She was on the. Uh, they had that draft thing. Yeah. That football draft. Yeah. Really? No. They, oh, they what don't mean? have enough blondes at ESPN. Really? Well, you anti-blonde. Not anti-blonde, but they have so many that one rolls into the other. I can't tell. <laughs> no, I think What's... I think Laura Rutledge is special. I think she is a cut above. Can I ask you this question? Does She's an Diana... American beauty pageant title holder from oh, St. Petersburg, Miss Florida, 2012. Great. Does, uh, does your girl get? Does your girl Diana Rossini get too much run? I think so. <laughs> Diana Rossini's thirsty. I'm just saying. But Wait, she's not that on. good to get that much run. Hold on. Let me back that up. 
Is calling a girl thirsty, is that an insult? No, if they are, if they prove that they are, and I believe she has. What's the name, what is the definition of a thirsty girl? Is it uh, a girl that will do anything for fame or or a little bit of money or status? There you go. Okay. So, so she's a tad bit thirsty. Okay. But uh, she's not that good. She's not good. Uh, Rutledge. Yeah. Rutledge uh, won the title of Miss Florida 2012, and she's a graduate of uh, University of Florida. She's a Gator, majored in broadcast journalism, uh, was hosted Chargers Insider for the Chargers in 2013, SD Live, uh, Coors Light postgame show on Fox College Football, and she's good. She's she good. Worked- Married Josh Rutledge, a professional baseball player, in 2013, I thought she might have been the daughter of Jeff Rutledge, but no, no, she married a Josh Rutledge. So there you go. She's good. You watch her. She's good. She's got a poise to her. And yes, my staff on her to see what they think. Okay. And, uh, wait, that sounds a little bit dirty. If not wrong, I'll put my staff. (laughs) Oh, 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 I'm sorry. For having uh, a laugh working, on my own blue. podcast. We're, we're working blue 11 minutes in. Nice. Oh, 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 and you're keeping a timer now on this. Well, Is that a it? Timer on the, a timer on the iPhone. That's, you know, I can see it. Okay. Let's, uh, let's go to topic two tonight, which is Odell Beckham Jr. gets paid. Paid. Is he worth being the number one highest paid receiver in football? He's not the best receiver in football. Who is? Oh, the guy who plays for the uh, for the black and gold. That's Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown. Okay, right. Is he's an... not the second best? It, it, that guy is Julio Jones. Okay, could he be the third best? He's the third best. I will give him that title. The third best. I actually went and did a little research on this. I went to NFL.com and I looked at receiving yardage leaders 2017. That's a lot of research, Jay. Do you know how yes. many keystrokes it took me to get to that deep, deep research? Three. And as yes, as uh, as I read the receiving yardage leaders, it dawned on me that we are living in a day and age, and we're currently in a really dry period for ace wr ones in the National Football League. Care for me to run down your receiving yardage leaders? Please do. I want to hear this. Please. Yes, you got Antonio Brown, number one. Yes, Julio Jones is two. Keenan Allen for the Chargers, three. Really? Keenan Allen was third last year with 1,300 yards. Keenan Allen is a fine receiver. Does he wow anybody? No. Out there. Fourth, DeAndre Hopkins for the Houston Texans. Freak. He's good. He's a freak, but I never look at him amongst the elite, elite receivers. Adam Thielen was fifth last year. Oh, he plays for your team. That's right, Team Whitey. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Thomas, the second-year player out of Ohio State for New Orleans, who is great, 1,200 yards. I have no idea who that is. Come on! You don't remember Michael Thomas, the breakout wideout last year? for the? I have no idea who that is. Please play that drop on the replay. Okay. Uh, by the way, no, he was a rookie last year, not second-year guy. He'll be a second-year guy this year. Rookie Michael Thomas out of the Ohio State. He was a second-round pick, 
47th overall. All right? Hey, how about that? Tyreek Hill was 7th. Know who he is, yes. Now, he is a speed merchant like nobody's business. Short little guy. Seventh in yardage. He's not considered the total package. He's not considered the total package that, say, Brown is, right, Tyreek Hill? But, he, but he's the yak. I bet you he led the uh, league, or not led the league in yak, but he was top three in yards after catch. Uh, his to- his average yards per catch higher than Antonio Brown's, 15.8. Uh, Larry, The ageless Larry Fitzgerald is eight. Playing in the slot now and killing. Detroit's Marvin Jones Jr. nine, whoa, not that exciting. And then Gronk is ten, a tight so, end. So why is Brandon Odell Cooks was Beckham? eleven? Odell AJ Green was twelve. Kelsey thirteen. Travis Kelsey tight end for the Chiefs, who's really good. Golden Golden Tate fourteen. Mike Evans fifteen. Doug Baldwin sixteen. Jarvis Landry, 17. T.Y. Hilton, 18. Marquise Goodwin now out for the year with that knee injury, 19. And Demarius Thomas, 20. That, my friends, is not exactly a golden age of wideouts in the NFL. Agreed? No, wait a minute. What do you mean by you have Julio Jones? uh, Two guys, Brown and Jones, and I guess Odell Beckham, who didn't appear in the top 20. A.J. Green is a freak. A.J. Green is a he just well he's has to play with with uh he has to play with with uh, the red rifle Andy Dalton that's I know. his problem I know if I told you that Cooper Cup was top twenty five in yards gained would you believe it I would say you're lying <laughs> by the way the wife's calling me I oh hold on a second hey hon are yeah. you there I am I'm recording a podcast right now oh no problem just checking in yeah everything's calm right. here took Tucker out for a frisbee run and we're good. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks, babe. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay. Let's see if Jay's on the line. No, Jay is not on the line. Oh, here he is. Call me back right now. And we are back. Hello, Jay. That's a first. Was that me? It wasn't me. No, no. It's not a first. It was my lovely wife calling. And I have now oh. taken I've now taken my wife's call on the podcast twice now. <laughs> well Oh, listen to the dogs barking. Who's your dog, by the way? That would be Buck. Buck named and after, he, named after Buck Show Walter. And and who and what kind of doggy is he? He is a bulldog pit bull mix. Mm. Yes. Very Rescue? stereotypical. Rescue, yes. Wait a minute. What do you mean stereotypical? Well, pit bull, you know. That's Well what? You know, every, you know, every black guy has a pit bull. That's the stereotype. You wanted me to say it, I know. How is Mrs. Because I can't say it. I wanted you you to say say it. it. How is Mrs. Zabin? She's fine. She's fine. She's doing doing super. Okay. Um, So so (laughs) I got to believe there's some black guys who don't have pit bulls. I I know there are, but that's a stereotype. All right. what 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 is the number two breed for black guys and dogs? Wow. It's funny, though. I got a neighbor down the street who has a little Yorkie. And he walks it on his leash, and I just laugh my ass off because that is the funniest sight ever. A brother with uh, a Yorkie, huh? A brother with a Yorkie walking him, and and this dude is like like six two, and some two hundred and some change. He's wow. big, and I just laugh. He's walking a Yorkie. Let me see the number two. Let me see Pitbull. I guess Rottweiler. Yeah, Rottweiler is probably. How about German Shepherds? 
I was going to say German Shepherd or Doberman or third. Yeah, Doberman. In your yeah. power rankings. Yeah. All right. We're pushing every race button on this podcast. No. White receivers. No, no. <laughs> let's get off race and let's get to something much darker. That fucking psycho kid that shot up the Madden tournament in I, Jacksonville. From lovely Columbia, Maryland. Yep. Adam Katz. Not to make this asshole famous, but still. Here's what I... Okay, I got a real problem with two things. Number one, all these people on Twitter sharing the Twitch feed that has the audio of the shooting saying, oh my God, this is horrible. I'm like, fuck you, stop retweeting this. What's wrong with you? And then the news outlets using the, the still image of the guy with the laser sight on his body. Yes. How can news... What the fuck is wrong with journalists where to use that? Where are we living that? now? Right. Yes, I, Does not anyone say now? we're not going to show that? This is like snuff porn. This is fucking sick. This is traumatic. This this young man has a family who's grieving, and you've got to show the moment before he was brutally murdered? Fuck you, news outlets. You know, the only time we ever saw, or the only time I ever saw the shooting in Columbine was Michael Moore's movie. I don't oh, remember them God. ever showing. Did, did they show? I could be wrong, but they didn't show the shooting at Columbine. What so, What footage is there? Security oh, footage? Oh, Michael Moore has yeah, shoot, bowling for Columbine. Oh, Michael God. Moore has the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was and, it was pulled from the school security footage. Yeah, it is. And he... It is harrowing. Well, then I don't want to he... see that. Well, if you watch the movie, I mean, you kind of have to because no, it's you the movie. don't have to see it. Okay, very true, but that's I, I, I don't I don't want to see that. That's for damn sure. Yeah, no, but, but I just think it? I just think you know, and, and you know, apparently this kid had been prescribed antipsychotic medication oh, when God. he was in high school. He looks like as soon as he showed the photo, I'm like, yep, looks like the kind of loner. Who would shoot up a Madden tournament because he lost? And my other problem was, why are we giving Madden tournaments this much coverage? Because they had announcers. Did you did you watch? I mean, they had a video of the guy playing. The announcer but, announced this piece of shit as he's a loner. He'd much rather quietly let his play speak for himself. It's hard to get a reaction out of him. He's Adam Katz, your Bills champion for 2017. I, I was I was upset that there is announcers for a Madden tournament. That got me upset also. <laughs> hey, man, this is what all the kids do now. N- nobody plays anything anymore? No, they play video games. And okay. there's now pro uh not not just I think there's I think there's pro Madden League. Well, there are pro Madden leagues cuz a lot of these kids guys Young men, 20-somethings were professional. He was a professional. The asshole who shot these guys. A pro, Jay. Wait, wait a minute. The, the, uh, the NBA 2K, I remember, had a draft that Bleacher Report did. With they, Jerry they, Ferrara. Jerry Ferrara uh, from Entourage is turtle. one of the managers. Yeah, Skinny Turtle, like by the way, now. Have you seen the new Jerry Ferrara? Yes, he's on a yeah. show I watch called Power on Stars. There you go. Yes, but the fact that they had they broadcast the draft on Bleacher Report. I yeah. couldn't believe it. Yeah. Who's watching that crap? How do you like the fact that in the news story of this horrific shooting 
and they're given names of those injured and or killed, they're making sure to include their gamer tags in the middle of their names. Oh, because you got it. It's all about the gamer tags and the Twitter. Where? Yeah, it's like uh, John TD Attack 99 Smith was injured in the shooting. It's like, oh, that John Smith, old TD Attack 99, or Dance on You with a U, not a Y-O-U. When is the last time you have played a video game? You know me with the Madden titles. Every year yeah, I'll buy you'll, it. You'll buy it. You'll buy it. You won't play it, though. Every year I'll buy it, saying this is the year I play Madden, and then I leave it in the cellophane, and it sits on my PS4 in the basement, collecting dust in front of my big screen TV, and then I'm like, uh, I better probably go to GameStop and see what this is worth. And the answer yeah. is usually $6. Yes. If that. And I'm like, but it's brand new. It's mint. Come on. Everything's downloadable now. Everything's customizable. Look. I, these Madden tournaments, I mean, first of all, they, they got to get security now. Although, apparently, the kid went out to his car to get his gun. And then came back in, yes. Um, you know, and there's just nothing to stop a broken soul who has spent way too much time alone. Alone, in their room. Playing thinking video about, games. Thinking about, yeah. No girl in sight. Exactly. It's like the old uh, uh, William Shatner line from SNL at the Star Trek convention. Remember that? Hey, have you, get a life. Yeah, hey, have you have you people ever kissed a girl? That was his line. Have you people ever kissed a girl? I'm waiting. Remember the Eddie Murphy uh, uh, buckwheat shooting? Remember that? Oh, yeah. John, John David Stutz and everything was, <laughs> I'm waiting for. It was all black I'm and wait- white, but he was eating Jello, and he knows it was lime Jello because of the I'm, taste, even though it was black and white. Jeez. I'm waiting for for them to interview people, uh, David or is it David Katz? Is yeah, that his yeah, name? yeah, yeah. Oh, he was such a nice boy. Do you think he tried to kill someone? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Look at his face. Look at his hollow, empty eyes. Look at his sunken face. Look at his emotionless expression. Yes, in fact, he was voted like they should show his high school yearbook. Most likely to shoot up a Madden tournament. The fuck? I think he went to think he went to Hammond High, in fact, in lovely Columbia. I have no idea what that yep. is or where that I'm, is. No I'm idea look, what that is. is. I'm looking at his uh, senior yearbook picture, and it is sad. He looks like a guy who's going to shoot up a Madden tournament. But then again, you know Madden with the trash talking. You know how it is with video games. I will admit, back in my video game heyday, uh, in my senior year of college or maybe it was my first year out of college yeah i think it was actually i was living in santa barbara with uh aaron heifetz and scott um oh golly why can't i remember his last name uh aaron i was living with aaron and scott i'll think of his last name in a second and uh and we would play nintendo j until our fingers bled if possible we played Sega Genesis hockey until our fingers bled. We would keep track of scores of Nintendo hockey games. Actually, no. NHL 94. The uh, top three greatest game ever. Absolutely. He's, yes. We would keep track of scores on a sheet, on a handwritten sheet, so we could keep track of the series that went well over a hundred games deep. This this series between me and Aaron Heifetz 
was like, I want to say it was like, it was like Ohio State versus Michigan. What's the series record? 112 to 106. And I'd be like, I got to close the gap on this rivalry. And we would keep the score and I think notes on it. It was fucking crazy. And I remember a couple times he was beating the shit out of me and I couldn't stop his plays. And I would yank the controller out or I'd turn the unit off in a fit. And and he would get really pissed at me. He would get really pissed at me. Scott Lawrence is his name. I can't believe I forgot that name. Um, but yeah, he would get very pissed at me and I would like yell something and then I'd stomp out of the apartment. That was the most I ever got. I never thought about, you know, physical violence or anything. Oh, physical violence. I have that story. So myself, yeah, uh, AJ Francis's dad, right? His brother. And we had two other friends. We were addicted to techno bowl, super techno bowl. Oh, well that was unfair because Bo Jackson couldn't be tackled. Here's what we did, though. Everybody had their favorite team. I had the Buffalo Bills because they were really good. And we would we would put it on computer. And if your team made it to the playoffs, you could play. But if you didn't, you have to sit there and watch everybody else play. And uh, A.J. Francis' dad, Michael, was famous for if you got up big on him, he would turn it off. And I remember one day it was a out-and-out Donnie Brook over him turning off the game. And when I say Don, I mean – there was some furniture movement. Oh my yes. god! He was yes. the turn it off guy. Yes. Yes. Wow. God, All I right. miss those days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those were good days. All right, real quick before we get to fuck that guy, do you have a fuck that guy for the week? Yes, I do. You'll laugh at you'll laugh at my fuck that guy. All By right. the way, the summer J ends today. Oh, you're going to work tomorrow. Tomorrow, I get my key card and. Laptop and all that good stuff. First first order of business as the official communications director for? Uh, State Delegate April Rose. Okay. Yes. Do you have some interviews lined up with the Baltimore Sun? I Uh, sure don't. uh, WBAL (laughs) News 2? Well, then you're not doing your job. you got to get your representative out there in front of the public. (laughs) That's going to be the best one at the call BAL. Or they call me. Eh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real quick. Have you seen the movie Crazy Rich Asians? No, but I guess uh, like uh, Black Panther, I have to, or you'll be called a racist. No, no, I don't think so. But apparently the movie's done great at the box office. It's 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 like uh, my big fat Greek wedding for Asians. Okay, and so where does this come from? Crazy Rich That's- Asians. Like, because it sounds like a racist title. And I'm thinking, what other racist movie titles, three-word movie titles, could you think of? That oh skirt, like like uh, like Wild Drunk Rednecks. Uh, what are we going to see this weekend? Uh, wild Drunk Rednecks, good movie. Or uh, uh, Angry White Yuppies. Or Silly Festive Hispanics. <laughs> Very angry black guys. <laughs> Loud black homeboys. Yeah. Crazy I don't, I don't rich, rich Asians. Asians. Is it that they're they're rich and they're like, we're crazy, man. We're going to do some street drag racing and buy some expensive jewelry and go out well, on the Kim, town in our in our skinny pants. Ken Chong is in it. I like him. Cigarettes. I, think I it's, like Ken. I think it's, I, he's very funny. You like Ken Jong? He's very funny, yes. Do you like Ken Jong when he does not do his Asian voice? Because Ken Jong doing his normal, regular white guy voice is very boring to me. 
but him as Mr. Chow. Love and, it. Love uh, it. Does that make friend, me racist? Does it make me racist when I love him as 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 Doctor? Ch- well, not Doctor, I Mister Chow. Mister Chow. Mister Chow. Mister Chow. Oh my God! What? And by the way, one of the greatest lines in movie history: "You can't say anymore because it's politically incorrect." What remember line is Mr. that? <sighs> I well, remember in in uh, in the movie, which uh, one? Hangover. Hangover. Yes. By Doctor Chow. And Mr. Chow, they're trying to negotiate. And he goes, uh-uh, so long. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> you can't say it anymore. But yeah. it, that, I, I watch that and I laugh out loud every time. What, what did he say? You, you want to fuck with me? Or not, yeah, not fuck you, with me? You, you want to fuck on me. You fuck yes. on me, right. You want to fuck on me? <laughs> he, starts, he starts beating him with a crowbar. As he, about, naked, as he is <laughs> naked on the back of one of the guys. Oh, my God, was that and he fucking had, great. He had his ask his wife's permission to be naked for that scene. In real life? In real life, yes. Get out. I had no yes. idea. Yes. Uh, how about Bradley Cooper's line when they go to pick up? <laughs> Paging doctor. Paging doctor. You know what? Like, you can't, can you put that in a movie now? No, no, you wow. cannot. Can you do the scene from, um, oh, what was the uh, Catherine Heigl movie, Knocked Up, in which Seth no. Rogen is saying, do you know how no. I know you're gay? Oh, yes. yeah, I yes. know how you're yes. gay. You like this. And they're just going back and forth with, here's how I know you're gay. 40-year-old virgin. Oh, that was a 40-year-old yes. virgin? Okay. Yes. Can't do that scene anymore either. You can't. I was watching uh, the Bad News Bears came on, and I had to give it 20 minutes. There's a scene where they first let the girl Amanda on the team. Yeah. And Tanner Boyle says, great. Jews. Then he says something about Hispanics. Then he uses the N-word. And then he goes, now a girl. Oh, my God. There is no way in hell that that would make it in 2018. By the way, one of our caddies in Scotland, after one of our players got a really lucky bounce, said, your buddy is luckier than a blank with two blanks. And I can't even begin, Jay. <laughs> Please don't. To hint. Do you do you want me I to call even... you do you want me to call you after the Zabecast here to tell you what the blanks are, or do you already yes. know the joke? I don't know the joke, but I have some news to tell you and call me after the Zabecast. Yes. Okay, very good. We'll do that and we'll let everyone figure out uh luckier than a blank with two Blanks. It's your match game theme right there. Match game. There you go. All right. Stand by, Jay. Here it comes. Our weekly edition of FTG. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right. Who is your FTG of the week? And that would be me, Zayden. I am what? the fuck that guy for the week. I am now turned Why? into I hate everything on sports radio guy. Oh, I, no. Yes. Really? I, I was listening to uh, your boy, Will Kane, on ESPN Radio. Why? It was on Sirius. And I just was hating everything. I was like, I am now the guy that hates every sports talk show host on radio. I'm now that guy. And I yeah. said to myself, 
You're a fucking idiot. Fuck that guy. I could. I'm like. I'm an idiot. You know who Will Kane is? The younger Skip Bayless. American columnist, conservative political analyst, and sports commentator. He's been a contributor for ESPN since March of 2015. Was on E60 in the features unit and appeared on First Take. He's contributed to The Blaze and CNN and was on Soledad O'Brien's morning program, Starting Point. In other words, he didn't even begin radio until hosting his own show on ESPN in 2018. He has no background in actual radio. He just looks reasonably good on TV, and he can spin a bullshit take and go with it for about 20 minutes. That's what infuriates me about the business. Radio is supposed to be about knowing the art form of long-form talk. And being a storyteller, a raconteur, somebody who knows a thing or two about sports, this fucker came out of nowhere. Exactly. So I don't feel bad now. And I loathe this guy. Yeah, he's bad. Okay. Well, so instead of you, why don't you make Will Kane your fuck that guy? Go ahead. Uh, well, Will Kane, All right. FTG. All right, there FTG, you go. Will Kane. All right, my fuck that guy this week goes to one Thomas... Edward Brady. Once again, Brady the bitch had to hang up on WEEI, cut and run because the hosts were asking legitimate questions about why it was that Alex Guerrero, his quack-ass mentor and trainer, was allowed back on the sidelines during a game when it was supposed was, last year that he was on the outs with Belichick and it was a it was a rift that was going to tear the Patriots dynasty apart and he hung up the phone audio. hung up the audio. phone <laughs> yeah, he said I gotta go hey Tom either you're comfortable with him as your guy or you're not don't be a bitch so do you Thomas Edward Brady fuck you Well, Jay, did you get what you needed to get done for the summer of Jay? Did you finish your painting in the house? Painting's done. A lot of mulching was done last week. So right. I'm, I'm good. I'm all, right, all stocked up on, on stuff. All right. We'll talk to you every week here on the Zabecast. So you're not out of radio yet, buddy. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Zabe. We'll end with this today. Pittsburgh is now the largest American city without a single daily newspaper in print. Yes, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette has announced that they will be eliminating their printed edition, um, I guess, in a matter of weeks. The Post-Gazette, which launched 232 years ago, one of the oldest newspapers in the country, had originally indicated in June that the cutback would eventually be happening while noting the digital paper will continue. It's the year 2018 with the way people review and expect to review information and news. We think we're doing the right thing, said Keith Wilkowski, VP of Legal and Government Affairs for Block Communications, the company based in Toledo, Ohio, that owns the Post-Gazette. We will be publishing a digital newspaper seven days a week, and frankly, we reach more people via online than through a print publication. That said, the union that represents 150 Post-Gazette newsroom employees and the Guild of Pittsburgh quickly lashed out at the news in a tweet calling the cutback an insane, misguided plan that is the beginning of the end. 
Yeah. Here's the problem. I don't know what you can do to stop it. I'm not sure there is any way to stop this trend. Granted, you can't wrap fish in a website, dead fish. You can't line bird cages with uh, a website. In a digital age in which everyone is getting their stuff via their phones, I'm afraid this is going to happen more and more and more. And I know the last person who actually ends up with a newspaper in his hands to get ink on the fingers will be my friend Andy Poland. God help him. That'll do it for today. You know the drill. Tell two friends. Hit up the Reddit thread about how great this thing is. Give me some ideas, suggestions. Uh, I'll throw some topics around. Download, subscribe to all the major podcast outlets, iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, Spotify, and more. And always remember, if you're getting booed, just say, no, no, no. They're chanting, Lou. Doesn't matter if your name is Lou or not. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. At Vanguard, this is more than just a retirement plan. This is your cappuccino date in Italy, the beach house with the matching bicycles. It's your rental car down memory lane and weekends reuniting with friends from over the years. This is the future you imagined, and Vanguard is here to help you build it. Because at Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. For the ones going above and beyond. For the ones reaching out, helping out, and lending a hand. For the ones people count on. You can count on Granger. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. Backed by 24-7 customer support and specialists to help with hard-to-find products. Because you've got everyone's back. We've got yours. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.